Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff text me 949-415-6256 please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book the comprehensive guide to clinical research it's been selling really well getting very well received by the community thank you guys so much for that also check out the youtube member page join this channel to get perks that's my youtube uh, membership it's 10 bucks a month you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. Guru Nation, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. You are our mobile eyes and ears. Wherever we go, that's where you are. We appreciate it. Yeah. Like, subscribe, comment, share. I'm here with this familiar face, Jaime Baez. He's my nurse practitioner. We're documenting our research clinic journey. And this familiar face, she's an absolute boss in this <laughs> industry. Judy Galindo, co-founder of Latinos in Clinical Research. Sun Valley Research Center. Research Center. I almost said Sun Valley Clinical Research. <laughs> Sun Valley Research Center. And we're here, you know, we have a good... I was thinking, what should we talk about? And we're talking about hiring someone. So you're talking about hiring someone. I had a good amount of caffeine. So the neurons started firing. I'm like, why don't we just make a video on what site owners, because we all are that now, look for when hiring research naive people because I think that's important yeah and I think that's the majority of sites like our size mm -hmm. and smaller will have no choice but to get those kind of people right. so who wants to go first yeah well I mean I guess it depends where you're located like you said Carroll County we have nobody with research experience so pretty much what I look for is somebody that has some kind of medical experience MA phlebotomist I've had good experience with hiring phlebotomists um, what so about CNA? Uh, you know, I haven't hired any CNA yet, but I think I've had more candidates that are medical assistants or phlebotomists or somebody who's had a psycho psychology degree. I've had good um, research assistants who have a bachelor's in psychology or they're going and getting their bachelor's in psychology. Because earlier today when we were at Starbucks, we did a video on CNA. Jaime brought it up to me about CNA mm -hmm. because where he works, they actually have like a like a teaching academy for MAs and for CNAs, right? Ah, okay. You want to explain how that works? And then he told me, because I was like, you yeah, know, I'm like, oh, MA, you know, right. and he's like, well, what about CNA? They get paid basically the same. Well, if you have access to them, they even better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think about CNA? 
I think, I mean, I was a CNA myself when I started my nursing oh, okay. career, so um, I, they're both great. Um, I, um, the, in, in a nutshell, I guess, MAs are meant, um, the idea for MAs is more to be in a clinic mm-hmm. and CNAs is more to be like a hospital or nursing homes okay. or, or places that do like um, wound care, like home health. Okay. So the, the, it, it's similar, but there are differences. So many MA schools, will um, graduate their uh, MAs with knowing how to do EKGs and knowing how, how to do phlebotomy. Many CNAs, they won't. CNAs are actually, I think, called LNAs, now licensed nurse uh, uh, assistants, nursing assistants, because they have to go through the whole background check and get a license, mm-hmm. just like LPNs and RNs. Uh, but MAs, they practice under the umbrella of the physician or the provider, and that's why they don't get that. But um, uh, at least from what we found out in, in back in, in, in where we're from in Arizona, the pay is about the same. It's about the yeah. same pay. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to consider too what type of therapeutic area and what are you going to use them for because now that you can do home visits, remote mm-hmm. visits, TNAs yeah, are more true. comfortable. That's true. Yeah, about that. That's Good point right. because the the study that we're about to get, the one that I said is easier, mm-hmm. they have one visit that's hard. And you need a PK draw like within a 24 hour period, like a bunch of them. Oh, wow. And they're willing to allow us to go to the patient home to draw the blood. Oh, there you go, CNA would be perfect. That CNA will be better. You just right. help us all the there problem. Yeah. yeah, because you, you, I think you have to think about the future studies yeah. you're gonna do, might as well. The thing with the CNA is they have, they, they don't touch a phlebotomy. So we'll have to send them, or they have to have to come already with the phlebotomy. Oh, they don't have that training? Not, not during CNA school, but at a hospital I work for, uh, and where I was a CNA, we did those, but they they have their in-house training for phlebotomy. So we went through that, we got a little certificate for that. So if somebody that comes in with that, it would be great. If not, then we can always just send them. And um, there's um, there's a place um, in our area that does two classes a year for phlebotomy. Yeah, he was telling me about that, right. so we can just yeah. send them there. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a school here too, that's but it's it. like a, I don't know, so many week long Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. Sure, eight weeks. Something like that. And it's yeah. like a few times a year. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, that's MA, CNA, people without bachelor's degree, because part of this conversation also inspired by a comment I got mm-hmm. yesterday where uh, they said, you know, I don't have a bachelor's in science, I have a bachelor in arts. Mm-hmm. Can I still be a coordinator? And I'm like, yeah, you don't even need a bachelor's degree to be a coordinator. No. So the fact that you don't have a bachelor of science doesn't, it's irrelevant. But what have you, because I've had my sights in the bigger city, you know, here we're both in small towns. You don't have as many candidates with bachelors. You have more like associates, mm-hmm. medical assistants, CNA, like we've been talking about. In the bigger cities where I came from, Orange County, LA, you get plenty. Mm-hmm. Like I just put an ad on Craigslist, I got like a hundred resumes, <laughs> bachelor I just graduated right, right. from school. So I would look for potential in those people as well even though I know they don't have necessarily the clinical stuff, just the fact that you can finish four years of college says something about you. So they're different, you can't compare them, but like, what do you look for? Have you ever hired someone that's not 
So I've hired someone who doesn't have a degree, and then I've hired someone who does or is working on a degree, and there is a difference. Because you went to school, you're used to doing projects, you're used to doing tests, you're used to doing papers. So they have that discipline of everything you have to do for school. So when they come on board, it's easier to train because they understand things have to get done compared to that person who maybe just out of high school, they're looking for a job, they don't have that discipline, they don't have that experience, they sure. don't have that exposure. And it's sometimes harder to train unless they're motivated to learn and they're that go-getter type personality. That's where I'm trying that's, to get it. That's doable, but if they're not and they're expecting yeah. you to tell them what to do, that's not gonna work for a research center. They have to take on that responsibility and want to learn, want to help out, want okay. to do more and more. And if you don't have that personality from the beginning, you know, don't waste your time. Cause I've had both, I've had both and it just didn't work well. With yeah, me too. But that doesn't mean that we haven't had any go-getter. Sometimes they are. We have bachelors that are Right, it's the opposite, exactly. Yeah. But I think I have more experience the other way, hiring yeah, people without yeah. looking that maybe it didn't work out great or they're not the best compared to someone who has some kind of training background in something or they're going to school. But recently I've noticed, I think those students who are psychology majors, they just graduated or going, seem to work out really good as research assistants, recruiters, they understand the protocols, they understand the criteria better, um, the disease, you know, kind of even with the minimal training you give them, they kind of get it right away because they kind of already went through that psychology. But the problem with those, in the cities like this, they tend to, like, we don't have universities in our community. We have, that's something I didn't appreciate when I was in Orange County. We have junior, we have community college. Mm-hmm. And so the people that graduate from university, even if they are from a small town, they tend to stay in those cities mm-hmm. where the university is. Like right. at U of A in Tucson. Like I know a lot of people from Yuma went there, mm-hmm. never so, moved back. Right, and that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Or is there, well, like in Hero County, for example, we have community college. We have a San Diego State campus in Calexico, which is growing to keep adding programs. And so a lot of students do stay here, finish their degree, and then they leave, or they'll go to San Diego, finish their degree, and come back. But I think it also depends on the job opportunities. If there's nothing yeah. to come back to, why are they coming that, back? That, I think so, that's part of the issue yeah, with smaller issue. cities. Mm-hmm. There's, not there's much. limited jobs. So when you interview, because we're about to start interviewing, and um, it's probably been I don't know, it's been like five, seven years since I've interviewed somebody for a coordinator. What do you, how do you assess if they're a go-getter, like, in um, the From the beginning when they reach out to me. So, if, so does cover letter matter? Uh, no, cover letter doesn't matter, but it depends how their email comes in. If they send me an email, attach a resume and say, like, I'm looking for a job, that's already like going to my folder. Like I'm not even gonna that <laughs> because you already because they don't even acknowledge yeah. what kind of job yeah. it is. You don't even say hello. This is my background. Like something. Just give me a paragraph of something. What would be so, an ideal email? Um, just introducing themselves, what their background is. Maybe you know they have experience in this field, but they've checked out our website and they're interested in see if we're hiring. And that's the ones that I do reach out to. Like I checked your website. I'll see you're hiring, but I'm really interested. Do you have any openings? And so the fact that they took that time to go look at our website to do research about us, to find out something, even though they know nothing about us, that already was like, okay, well, you did one extra step compared to the rest of these candidates. Yeah, yeah. And normally, do you advertise for opening? Um, I've done Craigslist, um, but we work with um, the Imperial Valley College. 
Um, they have um, a few programs where they have candidates who are always look, looking. They have residents. Right here, we passed it. Yeah. Passed so it. there's a few departments where either they have interns or people who are looking for a job. And so every time I need someone, I'll reach out to them and be like, hey, I'm hiring. Do you have anybody, maybe psychology or nursing? And so they'll send me resumes. Um, there's a work program in Imperial County. I think it's called um, Imperial Workforce, where they have candidates that they put through basic training and they place them somewhere. So if you're hiring, they'll send you a candidate. You can try them out for three months. A big percentage of the salary is covered through them. You just have to submit these invoices every few weeks. And then after the three-month period, you keep them, then you're responsible for their payroll 100%. And that's actually how I got a few of my candidates in the past year. Mm -hmm. And then, so I go through those because I feel working locally, if they're, they have all these efforts trying to get people placed into positions. Yeah. And then we've tried um, medical assistant schools too and got a bunch of resumes. I reach out to the phlebotomy school and they sent me a bunch of resumes. So I go that route instead of advertising because I feel if all these people are looking for jobs, let me go to these places first. Because yeah, out of sense. all those resumes, I should be able to find one or That's two. That's kind of a yeah. strategy for us too. It's a little work. But then if you, if you go to them, they, they, right, they're not going to send you that email, right? No, no, so they already have their resumes on file, then they forward me their resumes, and depending just on what's on their resume and their background. But then you all know with your yeah. test. Well, then not. I'll send them an email. So I'll call them, uh, they don't respond, and then I send them an email, and then they respond. But depending how their email skills, their communication skills on the phone, and, and if they call back within a certain amount of time, then that, that makes a huge difference. But sometimes I talk to these candidates, I have no idea what they're saying. I cannot understand them, or they're sound, like they just woke up and it's like three o'clock and they're like, maybe <laughs> interested in working, but not really, but they're just answering my questions. So I'm like, okay, this is not gonna work. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, next candidate. <laughs> Send them this video before, okay, here's some prep. Yeah, that so it's like, that's the thing, we all have the different ways of hiring, but me, the initial impression is various ways, right? Yeah, Email, phone, per, you know, yeah. how you respond to that me. That was for me too. And that's already like, if you're already yeah. not responding to me, how is it gonna be training yeah. you, right? That was so for that's me like too. kind of basic stuff. But I do notice that these um, community colleges don't teach you that. So that, I think that's one of the skills. Yeah, they put you through this program, they create your resume, but they don't give you those life skills. Like, hey, when you reach out to a job, like don't do this or do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are lacking yeah. those um, skills. When I was working at the hospital um, as a nurse. I was a, a nurse supervisor. There was a, a few of us on each department, but I was part of the interviewing panel. So there'll be like three or four nurse supervisors plus our director. And we'll have a set of questions. and. And, and questions just to kind of get you get the idea of what teamwork means for them without asking them about teamwork itself and uh and yeah a lot of a lot of times we'll be like no this person may have a master's but it's out we don't think is the right fit for the for our department because of uh how they answer those questions so yeah just how to i i, I agree with like also you yeah. yeah, just mm -hmm. like how they come across, mm -hmm. it, it, it means... Yeah, the first impression. But what about, okay, well, let's say they passed your first filter. And who knows, maybe there's some people that you dismissed that would have actually been good, but we won't know. They come in, now what do you look for? Like, what do you ask them and what do you expect to hear? 
Yeah, Jason, you know, I just asked them about their background, you know, depending where they left off, if they just graduated, they finished a degree, okay. why they're not working, you know, there's what personal things that come up too, so I just want them to be honest with me, what are they looking for, um, what do they know about us, because when I schedule an interview, I'll actually send them an email, and like, check out our website, check out, like, you actually, check out our yeah, website? I think I send them your link, I said, check out, find out about research, get familiar, oh, so and, then, yeah, and then let me know what you think you can do at our office, like what are you interested in doing and see if they come prepared and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So then I kind of, even though they have no experience, I just want to see what they're going to say. Yeah, if, if they've did done they do it. research, did they like express interest in something? If they've done it, you yeah. can always tell. I always ask like open-ended question, like hey, what do you want to do in five years? Like where do you see yourself in five years? Because then you can get a sense like right. this person just wants to come here quick and right. leave. leave right. But if they say like, hey, I'm really interested about psychiatry because it was my psych clinic. Mm -hmm. Like I have personal issues with it or family or like it just somehow right, right. like some so kind of connection that you know that it's more than just a paycheck. That's what I look for and also like what they're trying to do to see if, if I can help them do that because then I can get them excited. If I really want them, then I start to get them excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of like that too because if they're like, oh, well, one day I want to be maybe a therapist, I'm like, okay, cool, you're already looking at doing something, so maybe we can use you for this. Mm -hmm. So I'm like that too. I want to see like their story, where I don't care if they have some completely different background or they didn't have a degree, but what are you trying to do? Where yeah. are you at, you know? And then I do, I, based on that, I'm like, well, maybe we should give you a chance. I think it'll work out. I like their personality and then I'll hire them. One thing, so I got, I used to get like 10 people when I would do interviews, like I would bring 10 people in, like the best oh, ones that I would think. So 10. I haven't had 10 kind of the time once. <laughs> yeah, like every half an hour, I would do the whole day like that. And oh, then wow. I would write down and like, usually there's like two from those 10 mm -hmm. that you really want. And then it's tough to pick between those two. But those other eight mm -hmm. are all over the place. There's two oh, that are yeah. horrible. You're like, why did you yeah. even come here? Mm -hmm. They didn't know anything about yeah. us. They didn't know anything about research. Yeah. There's always a few. Even though you send them stuff and yeah. they're supposed to look. I had one guy come. He said, hey, first first minute, he's like, hey, I don't, I'm not here for a job. It's just, <laughs> I noticed your website needs work, so like I do that. Here's my oh, part. Okay. I was like, what the hell? He like tricked his way into coming so to the interview. I was like, all right, thank you. I'll keep your card, and then you know you get like weird ones like that. But you'll, in my experience, you get yeah, like two, yeah. and then so, you're like, I don't know which one. And then what I do, I wait a few days. If somebody said thank you, oh. then I know it's that one. Yeah, that's okay. a good point. But sometimes yeah. they both say it. <laughs> so then it's like fifty stuff, and sometimes yeah. neither say, it and you're yeah. like, dang, maybe I didn't pick the right two. Yeah. So it's tough. It is, but you know what I do now? Actually, I think I've done it more in the past year. Since they're going to be working with my staff, I actually have my coordinator sit in and like, ask them whatever you want. Imagine if this person uh -huh. was to work with you, would you want them working with you? What would you want to know? That's so smart. they actually sit in and then they'll ask them questions and then I'll be like, what do you think? And so they'll give me their, their opinion. And, yeah. then, and then the other thing we do that our PI has requested is an MMPI, a personality test. So when they after they're done interviewing, they go through and answer. I think it's like 500 questions or like yes or no questions. They fill out this bubble thing. We submit it, and it I guess tells you about your personality. This 500 test. questions. I think, but it's like quick yes or no questions. So it could take like an hour, an hour and a half to complete. 
Um, and then we, we get the assessment and then the PM reviews it and he'll tell us, okay, well, maybe this could be a good candidate. We just have to watch out for like this area or they might be a little slower to learn. Like he'll, he'll tell us things like that. So we're like, okay. And that's where we basically, yeah. Well, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. You know what? They do that in a lot of um, other like positions. Yeah, I've heard about that. I have done the group interview thing. It's helpful, but oh, sometimes okay. it's like too. It like people then have a favorite. Like oh. when I did that in the past, my most senior employee didn't want the candidate I really wanted oh. because he felt threatened. Oh, you know, okay. so he's like, no, no, no. So then I'm like questioning him too, like, nah, he doesn't want what's best for us. And right, so. that's kind of makes you question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But this is good, good yeah. topics. Yeah, I mean, I think involving, if you're so small like us, involving the staff that's been there the longest yeah. too, because if you're hiring staff that's going to work with them, then have them give you your opinion yeah. too. Mm-hmm. 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 That always helps. Yeah, so. That's good. I guess we gotta do that personality test and uh, good luck to all of us to hire people. That's right. Twenty twenty two. That's right. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Jaime. See you guys later. Like, subscribe, comment, share, and then follow both of these guys on LinkedIn. Their LinkedIn is underneath. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.